and welcome to the True Core Crew. Thank you guys so much for joining in. My name is Shannon Logan, and I own True Core in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, we are a gym that specializes in all aspects of health and fitness. Everything from group class, high-intensity training, to nutrition, to kids programs, to team programs, to community events. You got it. Or I should say you want it. We got it. So um, thank you guys for tuning in today. And I just want to take a second and introduce my guest, Mr. Jason Williams. What's going on, Jace? What's going on, Shannon? I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you, sir. Happy Thursday, by the way. Happy Thursday. Happy Friday, Junior. Happy Friday, Junior. Hanging on for that weekend, man. Hanging on <laughs> for that weekend. Um, for you guys that do not know Jason, he is a long-term me member. He's been around with us about four and a half years. Um, and it's been a family affair. So your mom and dad have been, have been members for a long time as well. Your wife uh -huh. is a has been a member as well. Um, uh -huh. You've been with us through the majority of our growth. Uh, and in, in that regard, I think you just have a great viewpoint, understanding, experience of like what true core is and kind of like how we operate and, mm -hmm. and, and how we exist. Um, so with that being said, how did you get started with us, Jason? Uh, like you said, my, my parents, uh, I think they joined the month before I did. And, um, they said, we found this gym, we've done our research, we visited some others around town and I think you need to come check this out. And I did. <laughs> I, I, they said, there's a GW grad who owns a gym and as a <laughs> GW, you know, <laughs> as a GW alum too, I, I, I jumped in, you know, I, that, that school cranks out some great talent. Um, true. So yeah, we, we met, we talked and um, you introduced me to, to, you said Garrett will be here Monday when you come and that's how it got started. It's been full-fledged since that, man. Yep. Yeah, yep. I remember when your dad walked into our space for the first time, it was back in, in uh, Renard Court and we had been open like less than six months. And uh, I was at the front desk, it was like middle of the day, I was like doing work and he came in and handsome man dressed in his nice little suit. I'm like, hmm, who's this guy coming in here? <laughs> And uh, we got chatting and he was so friendly and I just kind of clicked with him right away and um, set him up to come in the next day for his first class with your mom. And it's just kind of been, as I said, bull by the horns since then. And your wife's come in as well. And we've seen the boys kind of come in and out as well because you've got two small boys. And it's just been awesome to see the whole Williams clan. Generations. <laughs> Generations. It's like three technically, which is yeah. I'm going to get I'm going to get choked up over that. That's, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, so overall, quickly, like, what would you say your your experience within TrueCore has been? Like, what since you've been around a little while now, I think you have a really good feel of our heartbeat. I, I've it's been welcoming in mm -hmm. everything that I've wanted out of just fitness and wellness. TrueCore mm -hmm. has been that. Um, nothing but positive experiences there's never been a day where I'm like man I why did I come in here today mm. um so I I I can I can do nothing but sing the praises um I from everything like from you to the coaches um and not just fitness like think other other opportunities opportunities for me have grown have grown mm. out of true core so um, I how have so? I have loved how so so Garrett was uh, one of your coaches before she moved and 
her son attended St. Mary's yep. uh, Middle School, and they needed a basketball coach. And that experience with for who I am and who those kids were, uh, and then the relationship that was formed, and then just the ride that the kids and I went on through a basketball season, um, that was a important experience for me. And from that experience, uh, I remember the middle school athletic director telling me, man, that's the best parent feedback I've seen in yeah, the 15 that years that I've been, that I've right. been there. So um, I was then invited to coach uh, the high school JV from that middle school experience. So I, and it's all, and it all started like from mm -hmm. a discussion after a, a five or 6 a.m. class. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, true court, like I said, it has, it has been great for me. Well, it's been great for us to have you. I mean, in, in my opinion, you bring in, in as much as we try to give you. So it's definitely a symbiotic relationship in my mind. Indeed. Um, so for our members that may not know you personally or people out in the world, um, Jason is a very handsome black man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we, want, we want, wanted to kind of chat and catch up today because him and I had spoke on Monday just about everything happening in our world right now um, and happening within, within CrossFit as well. And when we spoke on Monday, Jason, I just thought you had some really good things to say. And I kind of wanted to have a chance to have a, a deeper conversation with you about it all um, and bring people in to it. So in my personal opinion, this is my opinion, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, um, but one of the ways we change our culture and we move through this is that we um, talk about and educate as many people as we possibly can. Absolutely. Um, and I don't have the experience that you have, and I will, I will never have the ex experience you have. So I'm not going to sit here and try to like talk and e educate people on something that I've never walked. So right. I thought there'd be no better guy to bring on in than to do that than you. Yeah. And I am <laughs> comfortable doing it. And, I, and, yeah. I, and it's important. And it's important, and I think, as a as a as a culture, mm -hmm. just globally, if we all took time to listen and understand, those mm -hmm. are two those yeah. those are two big things that get lost: listening and understanding. So I, I'm glad that we're doing this. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, what is your opinion input? Um, ex experience regarding the certain state of affairs that CrossFit kind of finds itself in right now. And so we are, we are recording this on June 11th and less than a week ago, you know, there's a tweet put out by Greg Glassman and then uh, it just continued to kind of spin out of control and some really, really cruel things ha have been put out there from his mouth um, regarding mm -hmm. African-Americans in, in our culture and in general. And so, um, with your kind of background and experience, what does this, what's your, your opinion on the state of CrossFit right now? It was, it was good to see people band together to, def, to, to take action against a wrongdoing. Mm. And I feel that in regards to Mr. Glassman, you know, he issued an apology, okay? Yeah. Uh, because he did something wrong. 
But for me, his apology was a reaction because he said those things. And most times the first thing or the first thoughts that people share are their true ones. Mm. And so once he saw Reebok pull out, once he saw gyms across the country say, nah, we don't want to be affiliated with that. Right. That's not what we're doing. Uh, his pockets were then affected. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so money talks. Yeah. When, when money stops talking, people panic. So, you know, like I said, his apology came. Thank you. You did, you did something wrong, you know, whatever. Uh, but it, like I said, it was good to see people band together. What do you think about um, how HQ has kind of responded? Um, do, do you think the, the apology, A, that came up from Greg, we kind of addressed, but now with like Dave Casho stepping into the mix, the big post that CrossFit.com put out, ex- like explaining, right? I'm, I've got air quotes if you can't see me. Um, mm-hmm. Why did they did not address Black Lives Matter before this? Um, what do you think about their comments or their so, response or the way they responded? I, I feel that we've never seen corporate respond to a social, uh, for me and in, in my initial thinking about it, if I took time to think about it or dig, I could probably find, but we've never seen corporations really step out and speak socially, again, especially on something on race. We've yeah. seen it with like, uh, 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 other injustices that may happen in current time, but not against race. Yeah. So like, like to see that happen from corporations is a good step. Um, and I hate to sound cynical, but I feel it happened this time because we were home because of COVID. Mm. So it's in your face. You can't run from it now. And so modern modern culture call out culture um i think corporations were doing doing things to show that okay we are for the people and there's a group of people who um are are being treated unjust and we want to say that we don't agree with this as a corporation so um i i didn't really die once i saw uh glassman's uh that incident and kind of read up on that I hadn't really seen anything or paid attention to anything afterwards um but it's probably reactive rather than Mm. true feelings okay yeah I think what you just said regarding um like statements being made or, or things being addressed for the first time in certain ways because we're all kind of still quarantined that's an amazing point like i i never thought of that like that that never popped up on on my my radar so with everything happening george floyd and all 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 the riots and the the protests and all the change that needs to occur being like brought right to our faces um it's very interesting to think about just to take a second to think about would it be right in front of our face as much if we weren't all still kind of quarantined out? I don't, I, <laughs> probably, probably not. 
because yeah. this wasn't the first time, and this yeah. and, and 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 sad to say, it probably won't be the last time, right? Um, and this is this is something the the I think if you go back to the when the way police forces were formed in this country, um, uh, let's look at Southern California as as blacks started to leave the South because they were being lynched. Mm-hmm. Another which. Uh, I think I said uh, when we talked earlier this week, um, you know, the unjust treatment that blacks in this country get from police is just a modern day form of being lynched. You, yeah, we're just agreed. not hanging from trees anymore. Right. Um, right. So um, I, to, 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 to go back to the question, what if we were in normal operations, would it um, would there be this much force behind it? I'm going to say no. Mm. Because in, until, I gotta go back, to, until we understand and listen to each other, we just keep going because human nature, we're gonna take care of ourselves first. Yeah, know? unfortunately, that, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's default wiring, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's required wiring. Like, I think from a um, survival standpoint, right, we are all, all wired that way. But yeah. we're also not apes, and so we have intellect and c- c- capacity to start to separate. Like, hey, I'm not being threatened here from a, a lively standpoint. Um, I can have a, a conversation. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I I can address things that that need to be addressed. Like it, it doesn't have to be solely me, myself, and I. Um, right. Like like no matter what it is that we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of went, I don't know why that came up in my head, but it did. Do you, is your sense of CrossFit in general, do you feel like it's inclusive of you as a black man? For me, individually, yes. Okay. Um, I will say that I think that's the, many of the stats are known. Blacks typically suffer from, you know, high blood pressure, hypertension, mm-hmm. just genetically. Mm-hmm. That those are things we we um, suffer from, and there's not much education in the black community on how to fight it. The same way, and I'll and I'll and I'll go here with it. The same way that with COVID, we're not talking about boosting our immune systems and taking, you know, it's it, it, it's along it's under yeah. that same umbrella. There's just not the you if you go into any predominantly black area, like how many gyms do you see? How many how many how many healthy food options do you see? Yes. Uh, it, it's it's just not it's not a thought it's it's just not there so um i was fortunate enough to grow up in a home where like cindy williams was (laughs) wellness and eating right was preached and i yeah we we ate pizza or and mozzarella sticks and other like love me some mozzarella sticks (laughs) friday night mozzarella let's bring it you know like we ate those things as kids, but you know, for the most part, like mom was making sure we were well and we had like mm-hmm. proteins and varieties of, of greens in our diet. Like, um, but that was taught within our home. Like Cindy Williams, a, a black American female 
took mm-hmm. the steps to pass that along. Um, and so that's a pool of knowledge. Um, I think it's also, um, I talk, I spoke on access. Uh, yeah. How many, in how many predominantly black neighborhoods do you see gardens grown um, for fresh vegetables? You know, how, are we, are we, uh, do we own our own, you know, slaughterhouses for meat? Or like, it, it, it's just, it comes down to access, I believe. So um, to get back to, do I feel that, you know, there's a representation? Um, there could be one, but is it available? Yeah. And I get it from a business standpoint. Okay, if I open up a box in a um, predominantly, let's say PG County, yep. predominantly black, um, I have to have, I'm a business, so I have to have clientele. Yeah. Um, so is that clientele there? How many, um, a guy, uh, I grew up with Brian Johnson. He played in the NFL. I mean, he has a gym in Arizona, but how much of his clientele and he's black, but how much of his clientele is black? Right. It, it, it's, it's Arizona. <laughs> yeah. So like the point you brought up regarding gyms and you know, African-American call, um, community, excuse me, and, or like access and, or healthy food availability and that kind of stuff. Like I've studied both in grad school and, um, since grad school about, you look at, um, cultures that have a social economic struggle to them. Right. And Mm -hmm. you see higher levels of obesity, um, Mm -hmm just generation after generation after generation and health issues and things like that. And then you look at, well, what do they have access to? And you see straight up, it's not like whole foods, right? Like Mm -mm. there aren't whole whole foods around. There's many marts, you know, that sell fat, fatty, salty foods. Um, And there's that kind of quote unquote access. And so it's it's almost this self-perpetuating issue because mom is born there, she's raised there, she gets gets married there, she has kids there, and then, and then the cycle starts. Um, okay. So what do we do? And, and this is a very complex question, and I don't think expect you to have the answer to it. But just from, from a discussion standpoint, like, what do we do to break that cycle? Right? So like, CrossFit itself, um, ha- having programs to reach out, um, to pull people in that may not have access to structure nonprofit aspects of our culture with it. Um, because again, like it is a business and you do have to pay your rent, but that, is, that does not mean you can't take certain steps to still reach people that may not have access. But what do we do to break that cycle? Right? Like, and I hate to say it. And I, I remember in grad school, like it made me really mad. It all comes down to money, dude. It sucks. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely friggin' sucks. It comes down to money. Um, and, and people, African-Americans, uh, Hispanics, depending on where you're ta- talking about, get trapped in that cycle because it comes down to friggin' money. And our society, money. like, not helping in certain standpoints people that need the help. So what do we do? You and me, right, as people, mm-hmm. 
in Annapolis? Like, what do we do to help break that cycle? The first thought that came to mind is athletics. And so as someone who played sports, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get into a weight room and they're just like, throw the weight up, get the weight up. But as we all know, if you look at the, let's say the big four sports in this country, football, basketball, baseball, and for our area, let's, I'm going to include lacrosse. Yeah, I definitely would say from where we're at, it's it's lacrosse. But for football and basketball, it's a those are predominantly black participants right who if they're if they're if they're at a a serious enough level are participating in the fitness aspect of it too so you're in the weight room yep but then and we all know the numbers of of guys i think it's like three percent or 3.8 or something like that that go from high school to ncaa at some level um but what about that other and, and even from NCAA, it's like 1.6 that make it to a professional level. And a professional level and a number of shrinks again that play longer than four years. So everyone who doesn't make it has had some experience in a weight room or fitness or have competed at a high uh, a varsity level. So what if, we, what if we provided those guys? And this is a thought I had. Um, I at now 36, 37 years old, I feel bigger, faster, and stronger than the kid who was playing varsity <laughs> in college sports. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just do. I could probably annihilate that kid. And it's because of the education you get within CrossFit. So what if, what if we took, uh, let's say, Annapolis High, and we said, all right, guys, like, so those those who may not make it, what if you still wanted to stay in shape and we provided you with an opportunity for that? Yeah. And if you're working, uh, what if there was like a, uh, 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 income-based payment for, for those, for those, for those adults, um, where mm. you pay based on your, on your, your, you bring your pay stub to the, to yep. your first, uh, uh your your first session class session talk whatever. it over yep and then we look at so, okay so like if this is what what are, what are you comfortable let's talk about what are you comfortable in paying so that way the the, the, the money aspect's taken care of but then we're getting an influx of of athletes into mm-hmm. the gym that are a little more diverse um i wonder what would happen with that yeah, that's. I wonder who would take advantage of it. Or, yeah, wonder what the case study would be like. Yeah, hmm. it's awesome. I mean, it's a great idea. It's a good idea. Um, and then that kind of answers the question I was going to go into next. Kind of like, why do you think African Americans are underrepresented in CrossFit itself? Um, but it kind of sounds like. And you, what you've said before so far today is kind of like access, right? Like access and money. Um, do it's you think also, that's it? I, I think that's a part of it. Okay. Um, as someone who has, I mean, I went to Bowie State. That's traditionally mm-hmm. traditionally black school. Uh, and also I, I've gone to, to, to George Washington, which is, affluent dc yeah. uh 
they're, I mean, it's named after the guy who got his law degree. That like, there's not many me's walking around that campus. I stood out, (laughs) and I, I wasn't think I I would while I was there. I wasn't thinking, oh, we're um underrepresented. My my mindset was, okay, I'm here to compete. Like this is Mm. a this is a this is a this is a, a one in a million opportunity. I need to represent for who I am while I'm here. Because if, as I'm showing up to class in my Jordans and my white t-shirt and I might have a backwards hat on, um, I'm also here to compete because I belong here. I'm a, I'm a citizen of this country who has earned his yeah. way in these doors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's another layer of opportunity to that if that makes any sense. How does that feel though for you as a man to know like I earned this, right? Like I have a right to be here as anyone else does, but to feel that burden that you have to perform really well because you're, you're more than just everyone else. Like you have to kind of bear that burden of how a black man might exist on GW campus. Like, like what does that feel like? I would say that I have been prepared generationally mm. to, for that moment. Um, I mean, I, I also went to Broadneck High School. Mm-hmm. Um, we had moved from Baltimore and uh, it, like culture shock, like now I'm dropped off in the Broadneck Peninsula. And like, I think Broadneck at the time was like 20% black. Like, and the kids who I played football with were not in my classes because I came from a Catholic school in Baltimore. So I had had some experiences of, of, uh, of higher rigor. So they stuck me in higher level classes. And I was at times the only black male in the, in the room. So I, having to learn and navigate that through high school um, and then maturing. And you know, my dad got his doctorate from GW. My, my, my grandfather, who's an who's a, who's a army vet, uh, master's degree, uh, school principal, earned doctorate, uh, honorary doctorate. We, it has been passed along how to operate in situations where you are the only or the minority uh, person of color in the room. Um, and uh, it is, you treat it as mental warfare. It is, I am here Man. to compete. Mm. And no, no one, you're going to have to drag me out of here. It is <laughs> before I give up. I, I, you will literally have to drag or, or gurney me out of here before, before wow. I, because it's, it's that important. It's that important to, 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 to represent for yourself and uh, just for me, for the family name, uh, because there's times where and my my master's is in special ed and I walk into the room and it's predominantly white female and you know the first thing out of people's mouth oh the business class is down the hall and it's like no I'm I'm here and I'm sitting in the <laughs> front of the room and yeah as my papers get passed back yeah you're right it, it's an a plus on it like there's nothing <laughs> Damn wrong right. very little, yeah and I'm leaving it on the table the whole class for you to look at for you to wonder what I did 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, like I said, it, it's a it's a level of mental warfare, and like by any means necessary, I will succeed. Um, yeah. See, that's that's the thing that I think is so um, systemic or intensive or continuous. I'm not exactly sure what the word I'm trying to search for is, but to know that that's kind of how you're walking through your life, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of like your everyday walking through, through your life. If you walk into a room and you're the only black man or one of a few, you have that concept in your head of like, Hey, like mental warfare, I have to stack up. I have to perform. I have to look good. I have to be good because I'm most likely in being perceived in a way that's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And I have to prove mm-hmm. that wrong. Mm-hmm. Think about into that, like think about just the implicit bias behind if you see a kid, uh, let's use, I'm going to just use any school. Um, let's use Gonzaga in DC, right? Like, Oh, I know Gonzaga <laughs> very well. I, I went to Holy Cross and, uh, <laughs> and, and Bethesda, my high school love went to, Gonzaga. I'm quite familiar with the hail Gonzaga that goes down. So yes, okay. Continue. And so you have a you have a you have a the implicit bias that goes behind that is that if a black American student goes there, they're obviously there for athletics. Mm. And so like the kid that's not there that just wanted to go there, who was the straight A student. Mm-hmm hopefully his parents have have trained him to say no i'm not here for athletics i have a four point whatever gpa and i'm a national honor society student my name is xyz like mm-hmm. yeah yeah um what like what do we do to change that though man like what do what do i do as a white gym owner woman to help change that because and that in my mind right now is like completely unacceptable like life on life's terms to begin with is is hard enough uh-huh. without carrying around that every day with you so yes it's not something that's going to be fixed in the next week it's not something that's going to be fixed in the next month um my opinion again i, I don't really get to have one but how I feel is that it's a start in the house, start in your own home, start with your mm-hmm. own fa- family, and then you go to the community you are a part of, which, which for me is Annapolis and Truecor. Mm-hmm. But what do we do as individuals to start to change that? I think step one, um, we have to all I agree that our country has a sin. We all have to just come to the agreement that our country has a sin. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. I think and before I move to sex too, I, there's a great book called White Fragility. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I read it. <laughs> and it helped me understand some of the things that I've experienced at mm. Brunick and GW, like it, okay. it, it did, it was a great read. Um, just because I've had to learn how to navigate those situations, but I didn't know 
the what and why and the other reasons yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of 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 why I had to navigate it that way. Um, I think another important step is um, I, I have this on my mind. I, Jane Elliott, if you're familiar with her, she's a white lady from Iowa, and she did like the brown eye the brown eyed blue eye test to show people what it feels like to be treated unjust. Mm -hmm. Jane Elliott also said that if we really wanted to eradicate and make things better, we would have to start at preschool. And in 20 years, you could eradicate this all. You could really, you could really make a huge dent and the misconceptions and implicit biases that happen. I I also think that, and and I'm gonna go back to this, listening or understanding, and, and understanding. I have been mistreated by the police in multiple places in this country. If I share that, or if someone asks about that experience, that person should empathize and or just listen because I'm sharing an experience to tell someone that they are being racially sensitive (laughs) or disrespectful to law enforcement or disrespectful to I'm going to go here with it, I probably shouldn't, to the flag or to the military Mm. because they have been unjustly treated by law enforcement is insensitive. You're telling me, you're telling me that my real life experience didn't really happen or doesn't have any credit. Yeah. And it has, and and I go back to this, my grandfather served in World War II. He is a veteran and survived the Battle of the Bulge. He was then shipped from Marseille, France to on his way to, to the Pacific to fight, was turned around and sent to Texas. Once he got to Texas, because of the time in the, in the air, had to wait for then a black doctor because he, had, oh. because he laid down on a boat for 14 days and could not move. So while he's waiting to see the black doctor, he waits to get straightened out after serving in this country, in a, for a country where he ha- did not have the same rights as others, still put his life on the line for it, gets to DC by train in a segregated cart, gets to Union Station and cannot be served at, at the lunch counter. Oh. Those are unjust treatments. So to say that, that speaking out about your unjust treatments is disrespectful to Ellis Ray Williams Sr. <laughs> is the ultimate like disrespect. Because that man put his life on the line and left his yeah. family to go serve this country. Yeah. So I think that's an important step is we gotta start listening to each other because the experience everyone regardless of race has an experience in this country um so i think that is those are the two golden steps is listening and understanding 
and and empathy in that and empathy empathy, empathy. yeah <laughs> absolutely empathy. Mm-hmm. um because it, it, it when once that happens um and let's use George Floyd like remove race out of it right is it is it right or wrong for law enforcement to use uh lethal tactics that don't match force or whatever the term is for it is it right or wrong for them to do that that is remove race and the people out of it is it unjust for a police officer to put his knee in the neck of a citizen of this country when they're already detained and in cuffs mm-hmm. is that right or wrong i think if we if we, if we can as a whole answer that question correctly <laughs> that's a good that's a big first step yeah yeah i mean i think it's wrong no matter who it is <laughs> yeah you, you know yeah. i mean the cop's life was not in danger right you know um yeah. I, this may this may not go go over well. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna take a risk here. I'm, I'm gonna take a risk. So, okay. um, personal experience I have that was eye opening to me, like completely changed my perception on race. Was several years ago, John and I went to Saint Saint Lucia for a, for, for a vacation. Okay, mm-hmm. Caribbean island, mainly black people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think twice about it because I just I don't care about race. It doesn't show up on my on my radar until we're in the town that we're staying in, and John and I are walking around, and I'm white, and John's white, and if you've seen me, I'm really white because I'm a redhead, so I'm like fair skinned <laughs> white, right? Uh-huh. Everyone around us is black, and like I'm I don't care that they're black, but all, but all of a sudden. I'm very aware that I'm white. I'm very, very aware that I'm white. And it made me stop and think like, holy hell, like flip the script here, right? Like, like this, how you feel right now, like it's not that you've done something wrong, they've done something wrong. It's nothing about that. Like all of a sudden you are just aware that you are not around other people the same skin color as you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the first time that I had ever been in that, in that kind of situation. And it just made me stop and think like how many of my friends on a day-to-day basis are in that situation. And then not only are they in those shoes, but then they're treated in a way while they're in those shoes that is just not, equal and acceptable and kind and courteous and all that kind of stuff you know um but it it was it was the only time in my life that i've had that experience for the most part um and like we (laughs) i mean we stuck out like sore thumbs there's no there's no way to go about it right because like first of all you you can tell we're tourists because you know we're in saint lucia we scream americans um and second of all like we were the only white people we saw for like three days um (laughs) But like, you know what? Like it was the, I'm glad that happened to me because it made me address some of the stuff that a lot of my friends have to go through that like I wasn't, I wasn't aware of. Like I just had no awareness about it because I've never 
had any experience like that before. Um, and so I think it's important to do exactly what you and I are talking about right now is to like to have those conversations, to listen, to understand. And I think it's important to be aware that like when we do have them, what we hear at first, we may not like. It's uncomfortable. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. Like our first reaction may be to defend, to deflect, to excuse. And it's like, hang on a second, fight that urge, mm -hmm. right? Like, listen. Yeah. That means like, listen, like don't deflect and push away and justify and all that crap. Like, listen and do your best to understand. Right. Right. And, and I think that's another barrier for the change that needs to happen. And I think right now we're in a, as a, as a, society we have a very small window mm. for action and change to happen because i hope that i mean i think this is like the longest standing protest in u.s history yeah yeah so i hope that some real change mm -hmm. can come but it's going to take those uncomfortable hard work i know through academics and from being a true core plug that <laughs> hard work <laughs> hard work is uncomfortable your, yeah. your stomach's gonna hurt right. your head's gonna hurt you're 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 gonna physically be drained but if you persevere through it pain is only temporary mm -hmm. persevere mm -hmm. through learn to breathe <laughs> learn to breathe and control your heart rate and breathing and if you do so, and, it, and, it, and through CrossFit, if you listen to your body, you can see some major gains. And I think that applies to what we're going through right now as a country. Yeah. If you stop for a second and listen, listen, <laughs> the, you will be able to make the action and change that's needed because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about like CrossFit headquarters, right? So we've decided to, you know, not be a part of our affiliation um, to continue on as just true core, M mainly because when I spoke with the African American members of true core, um, you know, and I had the conversation that you and I had this past week and I said, Hey dude, like, how is it? Why is it this way? Like what's going on? Um, and, and just the personal feel, feelings that have been really, really just hurt and blown off and pushed aside. And, you know, a lot of the moms and the dads I talked to, like, express, like, they have fear for their kids. Like, you, you and I talked about that, about your sons. And, like, how, how they might be perceived or treated um, based off of, like, how dark they might appear. Um, and when, like, I had those conversations, it made me clear. And I just asked you, like, I, I don't want to be a person, a, a business that any way makes that har harder for them than it already is. Right. So as CrossFit attempts to kind of mm -hmm. move forward and tries to rebuild or come out of this. Um, what meaningful change, what would that look like for CrossFit headquarters 
for CrossFit as a brand? Like, what would you like to see with that? We're having some internet that's connections. Good, oh, there, there that's a go. good question. <clears throat> um, you know, Cro you still there, Shannon? Yeah, I'm still here. We're still here. We're still rocking. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me, Jace? Can you hear me now? there we go now there we're live <laughs> okay <laughs> um i remember your question so what could crossfit do right yeah i think i think i have i think i have a good and i hope someone i hope the right person's listening to this mm. crossfit has a unique and and from what I've seen in the different boxes that I've been around this country, CrossFit has a unique relationship with the military. Mm -hmm. And for someone of my demographic to be in the same space, working out with someone who serves, who may be a high, a, a, a high enough ranking officer, I I. I, that is a unique relationship okay? because they have an opportunity to make a, a to add to this change that needs to mm -hmm. happen because there's this misconception that, um, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a speak freely through this. Yeah, please um, do. Mr. Kaepernick took a, took a seat initially. And then at the recommendation of a Green Beret Army uh, member, took a knee because he said, when we pray, we kneel, okay? So he took a knee and he did it because some people were, uh, 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 demographic of this country is being unjustly treated by law enforcement. So the only involvement that the military had in this issue that we're now dealing with is they made the recommendation to, to, to Colin Kaepernick to kneel. No disrespect to the flag, no disrespect to the military. But somehow the misconcept, it got misconstrued that this was a disrespect to them. So the, the armed forces have uh, 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 opportunity to as part of the CrossFit community be a person to bridge the gap between CrossFit and the black community. How are they going to do that? I don't know. But just maybe some servicemen take it upon themselves to stand up and do what's right. To say, hey, not only not only am I a, um, a member of the CrossFit community, but I'm also a member of the, of the military. And I'm going to say that I have seen, and I can look back through, you know, I can Google 
some, some instances in this country where my brother that works out with me, a member of his community was treated unjustly. So what about if we just all banded together mm. to just stand up and say, you know what, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna tolerate this. Anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's not, and it, and this is, uh, I, I should clear this up. This isn't anything to do with law enforcement. Like this isn't a knock. We need law enforcement in this country. Like there are unfortunately bad people who commit bad crimes and we need law enforcement so that they can get their day of, of, of justice or whatever. So we need law enforcement. What I'm against is the unfair practices that are, that are, that are, uh, that I have experienced and that people of, of color experience in this country at the mm -hmm. hands of law enforcement. Um, and it's not, it's not, it's not a blanket, it's not a blanket statement, but turn it, turn a TV on, <laughs> you know? Um, so like I said, the military and, 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 and CrossFit, they're in a unique position right now. Like I said, there's a small window. So um, I am sure CrossFit headquarters, they're off, if, they, if they didn't have one, they might have an office of equity and community mm -hmm. research, right? Uh, uh, community outreach right now, uh, or minority community outreach that, they're, that, 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 just, that office just opened up. And so if, if, they, if they're listening, that's that would be a good step what would headquarters need to do or what would you you need to see from them if to want to be a part of it again if if you ever did want to become a part of it again um well I, i'm gonna say that regardless of the transgressions of the of the system mm -hmm. me personally i'm always i am one, I'm as long as I'm drawing breath, I'm coming to True Core. <laughs> so they're gonna have to. There's another thing. Like I, I'm going. They're going to. I, I'm gonna either have surgery or something's gonna have to break down for me not to drag myself in it. Thank you, Jason. That means a lot. Thank you. Um, uh, and Joanna, if she's listening, like I, I need to see my JoJo in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> and, that's how, and that's how I start my day. Um, so I will continue. To, to come to True Core and, and as I travel, I will continue to find a gym. Um, for me, in the gyms that I've walked into, um, you, feel, you can feel the, the vibe when you walk in a room. And there's been times where I walk in and I stay and there's been times where I walk in and I turn around and walk out the door. I'll find mm. another gym at another, at another time. Um, and that's just because it, like, it's just not right. So before, before I patronize your business, before I work out in your space where mm -hmm. I'm, and part of the reason why I, I do the, or I, I work out like this is it's, it's a mental thing. It helps my mental because I have a stressful job. Um, before, yeah, before I walk in the door, the vibe needs, I need to feel welcome. It needs to, the, it needs to feel right. Um, so I think they should come up with, um, I don't know, it, 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 it. <laughs> their, their practices as an organization. Yeah. 
yeah, need to change. They need to, I think they should have an outside person come in and really do a, 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 a trust inventory <laughs> of their practices and how people feel about them. And I think with that information, they might change some of the way, some of, some of what's going on. Uh, but the, I, I will never not do anything because there's systemic, <laughs> there's, there's systemic wrong. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. That, like that, that, yeah. Um, because if that's the case, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to pay my mortgage. I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't be able to 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 do to do daily things. Yeah, that, I mean, that's yeah. That's just a horrible yeah. thought, though, man. Like, frankly, like that's just a horrible thought, though. Right? Like, like if you were to do what, in my mind, would make complete sense and is understood, and I mean, the fact that you're gonna go as far to say like I can't pay my mortgage, like that just shows how much change our culture needs, how how far we need to go, you know yeah and i i don't say that to be to be like doom and gloom like i it's not from a doom and gloom standpoint it's more from a like look guys like it's out in the open it's in our face you can't deny you can't ignore like now time to be part of the solution right mm-hmm. like your elder your um youngest son is what four three yeah three. okay so how is it going to be for him in 25 years like what, like I'm more, I'm focused on what I can do as a woman, as a business owner, as a human in my world right now, so that he, when he is 25 years old, is not experiencing the exact same thing. Not to say that it's going to be gone and completely sky, uh, blue skies and no problem, but at least that there's some sort of no, noticeable change in the quality that may not be here on June 11th, 2020, you know? Yeah. So because you do drop into boxes when you are not in Annapolis and you go around the country time to time, are you going to drop into CrossFit boxes that are, say, CrossFit on the door and keep their affiliation? What's your viewpoint? If I go to a space and they still have CrossFit in their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, me being who I am, I probably would have done some research on that box beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I walk in the, if I walk in the door and no one speaks, I'm turning <laughs> back around. Like that's just, that's, I mean, that's, that's customer service. Uh, yeah, for and, sure. And for me, and for me, like, um, I'll, I'll shout out, CrossFit Deco. I'm in Denver. I show up a couple minutes early. It's the first class. I mean, it's the it's the first like afternoon class. Mm-hmm. I walk in the door. That owner walked away from a private session he was doing to greet me as I walked through the through the bay door. Mm-hmm. That that meant a lot. So I stayed. Yeah. <laughs> and I and 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 I had an excellent class and as the coach who was, who was going to coach that class, when she showed up, he introduced me personally. Right. And I felt at home. So I stayed. Um, so like, there's a, there's a level of customer service. So, right. um, you know, if they, if, 
for whatever reason they kept CrossFit, hey, that that's your business decision or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you treat me as a yeah. one as a per- person, two with with the level of customer service that I'm accustomed to. Shout out to True Core. I was gonna say, well, that's kind of high. <laughs> that's a high standard to live up to. Boo. Um, but if I feel the that the vibe is similar, you have you you have my drop in fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's something that's been you know, and and I I don't have the answers today. I'm just this is just a dialogue, right? This is just the mm-hmm. start of something much bigger, but has been balling around in my head for what is today now Thursday for five six days is that it's what is so hard as a CrossFit affiliate owner and someone that's been in the CrossFit world for 10 plus years is that I know I believe I feel that we are so much more than Greg Glassman we are so much more than one dude um that the fact that the majority of us, a lot of us, probably over 50% of us would even say that would actually like, we blow Greg Glassman off. Like we hear about the crap he does because it's not the first. And we're just like, oh my God, like I just wish he would get out of the game because he just, he's a moron. Um, right. Or he makes decisions that we don't agree with or, or whatever it might be. And then the culture that is CrossFit is what kind of changed my life, right? Is what changed my fitness. Um, and so it's been this like battle in my head and my heart in terms of, can we separate the culture from the guy that is at the top, whether he retires, you know, he's, that's a whole, whole different ball game. Don't get me started on that. But like, is it possible to do so? Um, where, where I am right now in that whole walk is I'm not going to make that decision on my own. I'm going to talk to the people that it personally affects, which are my African-American members. And I'm going to go to you guys. I'm going to say like, how do you feel? Like, where are you at? I got your back. True core mm-hmm. stands for unconditional support. And that means I come to you and I ask you how you feel. And there, that's where we go from. So that's where we are today. Right. Yeah. Yep. But we're, it's, it, this is the beginning of something much greater than, you know, a 40-minute conversation. Um, but at least it's a start, you know. Uh-huh. It's a start. Anything else, Jason, that you want to address, talk about, bring up, um, want to make sure people hear? Um, yeah, anything else that you want to yeah. My closing statement would be, listen, period understand period we are all human we are all citizens of the united states of america mm-hmm. our history is to no one's fault treat everyone regardless of skin color religion uh, nationality place of origin as you would want to be treated as mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, love, love one another. Uh, 
don't be afraid to say, hey, that's wrong. <laughs> um, because that will go a long way. If you, for that person next to you that might be going th through something, mm -hmm. if you say, hey, that's what's ha what just happened to you is wrong, goes a long way. Mm. Um, I hope that we can all continue to, to, to get bigger, faster, stronger together. <laughs> and as, what is it, the 19th? I will see everybody yes. on the I will see yes. everybody on the twenty second. Yes, <laughs> I will yes, see sir. everybody on the twenty second. Man, I'm psyched, dude. I'm psyched. I, I did a little jig on Facebook last night about it. <laughs> I mean, it's um. So, I'm also a big believer in in looking for for silver linings. Like, COVID has been extremely hard for everyone involved, right? It's just been. Mm -hmm. It has been a challenging three and a half months. Um, I look back on it, not that it's over at all, but I've looked back on what we've walked through so far and I see so much good that has come out of the hardship. Mm -hmm. And your point about like the intensity behind everything right now from a racial standpoint, like I view that as some of the good, right? So mm -hmm. if, if we're paying attention right now more than we, we would have paid a year ago because we've been trapped in our houses for three and a half months and we're all on social media and we're on the news and like if we need to have kind of our identities completely stripped down, which is what COVID has done, and then this happened so we can take a real look at like how we operate, like that is one of the best things I think that can come from it. And my, again, this is all my opinions. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's just kind of like how I'm looking at it. Um, yeah. Because change, like, there's no doubt that change has to happen. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, but as you and I know, in all walks of life, change only happens when you get sick of the current circumstances. Right. And when the current circumstances become harder to exist in than the, the steps needed to take the change. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't wait to see your face in person because we've talked on Zoom and on the phone a bunch of times, but I'm excited to see you in person. I saw you from yeah. Murph. You you Murph, and I had some yeah. QT from Murph, man. <laughs> it was yeah, some good did. times. But yeah. Jason, I want to thank you for your 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 time. I also just want to thank you for being willing to come on and talk to us about this. Um, you know, from Absolutely. not sh shying away from it. Um Absolutely. Because Absolutely. again, I'm going to make an assumption. I don't know if it's right, but like, there's probably a little bit of uncomfortability there. Um, and so taking the time out of your work week and walking through some of this with me, I really do appreciate, man. Not a problem. I, I want to say thank you, Shannon, for what, I mean, all that you do. Um, I mean, just for me personally and the time that I've been with True Core, I also want to say thank you for the, for the opportunity to talk, to, to talk with you about this on a on a on an open format mm -hmm. because um like i said the, the, the conversations have to happen yeah um and i have always been one to to share uh with others like my experience because it, it it's part of the growth of, of me and for for people like if we all just like i said it boils down to listening so um I want to say thank you for the for the opportunity and and for putting this together.
Well, it's late. At least I can do my white privileged rear end. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's really the least I can do is just thinking, all right, like, how can I show some, some, try to show some understanding here. So to all of our listeners out there, thank you guys for your time. Thank you for being part of the conversation, um, for tuning in. If you like what you hear, you want to hear more, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, don't miss a single week episode. We always have some great stuff on all things, health, fitness, uh, right now, race, all, all things involved in life, you know, full compass of, um, each event that we're walking through in humanity right now. Jason, thank you so much again to the true core crew. I love you. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a little bit more than a week. Uh, and until that, till then guys say stay. Wow. I'm getting choked up thinking about next week. Sorry. Um, <laughs> stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. We'll keep you fit. See y'all on the fit flip side.